This is God's servant Philip Koshikoshi. I am the pastor of Revelation Church. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. I pray that you will experience the power of God's word in all its richness and glory today. May your faith be revived, your mind be renewed, and your body be healed in Jesus' name. Let's uh, get into God's word. Thank you, Lord, for your word. That we can learn your word, that we can study your word, that we can meditate upon your word. And apply your word into our lives. The greatest blessing that we know in life is to be able to access your word and to read your word and to understand your word for what it says. Thank you, Lord, for the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for teaching us, for revealing things, deep things, things which you do not know. Thank you, Pa. Today, as we look into your word, listen from your word, Pray, Lord, that you'll minister, minister unto us, Lord, minister unto us, minister unto us, reveal greater things, deeper things, new things, in Jesus' name, amen, amen. Isaiah 60 and verse 7, and I shall glorify my glorious house. Let's do that exciting read one more time. What's that? Matthew chapter 1. That's right. Verses 1 to 17. Let's read that together. Let's read that together. All right. Is it on the screen yet? Yes. Let's read it together. The record of the genealogy of Jesus, the Messiah, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham was the father of Isaac. Isaac, the father of Jacob. And Jacob, the father of Judah and his brothers. Judah was the father of Perez and Zerah by Tamar. Perez was the father of Hezron. Hezron was the father of Ram. Ram was the father of Aminadab, and Abinadab the father of Nashon. Nashon, the father of Salmon. Salmon was the father of Boaz by Rahab. Boaz was the father of Obed by Ruth, and Obed the father of Jesse. Jesse was the father of David the king. David was the father of Solomon by Bathsheba, who had been the wife of Uriah. Solomon was the father of Rehoboam, Rehoboam, the father of Abijah, and Abijah, the father of Azza. Azza was the father of Jehoshaphat, and Jehoshaphat, the father of Joram. Joram, the father of Uzziah. Uzziah was the father of Jotham. Jotham was the father of Ahaz, and Ahaz, the father of Hezekiah. Hezekiah was the father of Manasseh. Manasseh is the, the father of Ammon, and Ammon, the father of Josiah. Josiah became the father of Jeconiah and his brothers at the time of the deportation to Babylon. After the deportation to Babylon, Jeconiah became the father of Shealtiel, and Shealtiel the father of Zerubbabel. Zerubbabel was the father of Abihud, Abihud the father of Eliakim, and Eliakim the father of Azor. Azor was the father of Zadok, and Zadok the father of Achim, and Achim the father of Eliud, Eliud the father of Eliazar. And Elias, the father of Matan. And Matan, the father of Jacob. Jacob was the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary, by whom Jesus was born, who is called the Messiah. So all the generations from Abraham to David are 14 generations. From David to the deportation of Babylon, 14 generations. From the deportation to Babylon to the Messiah, 14 generations. Amen. And last week I encourage you to do a study 
on the characters who are mentioned the genealogy i hope you have made the decision to study some of those characters at least in this season and there's a lots to learn lots to glean lots to gather um you know it will open your eyes to the depths of god's character when you study the characters in the bible it will open your eyes to behold the depths of the character of god the nature of god so i, I hope you understand that when you are studying these characters their stories and their backgrounds and the context in which in which they lived you are actually looking into the heart of god the heart of god is being revealed that's why i encourage you to study the genealogy now we were looking at one such remarkable character in the bible one of my favorites who got featured in the genealogy of christ her name is say the name ruth amen ruth what an amazing character ruth the moabites a stranger she was a stranger to israel say stranger she was a foreigner to the people of god but her name meant friendship and when she decided to cling on to naomi and to call the god of israel as her god even her name made significance prophetic significance now she made friends with god she and god became friends true to her name she was seeking friendship with god i don't know who you are seeking friendship with i hope you are in the same in the, in the company where uh, godliness is celebrated i hope you are in the company where godliness is celebrated i hope you are in the company which will say faithful 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 in the company of worshipers the company will give reverence to god i want you to think about your company think about your gang your circle of friends are you in the company of friends are you in the company of people who give reverence to god are you seeking friendship with god or are you seeking friendship with the world the bible says friendship with the world is enmity with god so to understand the character of ruth we need a little bit of background study and uh, you know to understand any character for that matter i encourage you to do a, a contextual study of the character for deeper understanding and to understand the context of ruth we will have to study the context what is this, the context say the context naomi is the context of ruth naomi is the context of ruth naomi is the reason Or Naomi is the door through which Ruth entered into the genealogy of Christ. That's why that's the importance of having the right relationships in life, and cherishing the right relationships in life. Praise God for friends who led you to Christ. You know, I had a friend who gifted me the Bible. That changed my world. That changed my life. I've had friends who who helped me to get back into God's word. I've had friends who will encourage me to walk this walk of holiness. I hope you have such friends. Think about your friends. Think about your friends. Who are your friends? Who are your friends? we considered how 
Elimelech, say Elimelech. That was his name, Elimelech. We consider how Elimelech fled from, say the place, Bethlehem. What is Bethlehem? The house of bread. He, he fled or he, he decided to relocate from the house of bread. Why? Because there was famine in the land. There's no bread. What, is the, what was the, the right response to famine? What should have been the right response to famine? Repentance, seeking the face of the Lord. That is the right repentance. But what did Elimelech do? He decided to seek greener pasture in the land of Moab. He chalked out his own smart plans, his smart plans. Now be careful about your smart plans. Be careful about your smart plans, devoid of the counsel of God. Be careful about your smart plans without consulting the Holy Spirit. Without the approval of the Holy Spirit. Without the attestation of the Holy Spirit. So Elimelech had his own plans. He decided to relocate. Say relocate. From the famine hit land of Bethlehem to the greener pastures of Moab. Say Moab. I would say Moab was to Elimelech, the land of opportunities. The land of opportunities. Young man with his wife and two sons. They decided to go out with whatever they had. Full, the Bible says. They went out full. From the, from the famine hit land. Why did Bethlehem come under famine? Because of their sins, because of rebellion and stubbornness, the people ought to have repented quickly. Remember another person who, 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 who chose a land, a piece of land, by depending on his eyes. That's right, Lot. Lot was given the choice by Abraham. You choose. Which direction you take, I'll take the opposite direction. Yours first. You first. Go first. And Lot looked around and saw the, the plains of Jordan. The land of Sodom and Gomorrah to be exact. The plains of Jordan. It looked to him well watered. Say well watered. There will be many lands which will look well watered in your eyes. The well-watered terrain of the plains of Jordan. The land of Sodom and Gomorrah. It, the Bible says it looked to him like the garden of the Lord. That's what the Bible says about Sodom and Gomorrah. It looked to him like the garden of the Lord. Well watered. You know what, what happened in that place? You know what happened in that place? In the place of well watered garden, fire and brimstone came down. To remind us that our choices can fail. If you go with our eyes, that's why the Bible instructs us to live by 
faith and not by one more time live by and not by live by and not by live by and not by live by faith and not by sight so elimelech did the same mistake which lot also committed making the the choices with what you can see can end you in trouble what is faith what is faith that's right but make it more simple if you were to explain faith to a child how do you explain it faith is ah huh? word faith is the word of god okay tell me in terms of the response to it faith is trust o b d ends faith is one more time faith is you know we have a lot of explanations for faith we say faith is the 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 assurance of the things hoped for and the conviction of things not seen yes exactly but in simple terms what is faith obedience abraham obeyed god he obeyed god he believed in god same thing he obeyed god now you cannot obey unless you believe and you cannot believe unless you obey faith is obedience and obedience is obedience is better than faith is obedience obedience is better than so instead of repenting elimelech chose relocating delaying repentance is rebellion some of us live lives in such a way that we you know it's like almost like a lot of time i have lots of time i have all the time in the world to change i have all the time in the world to make a decision no you don't have you don't have you don't have all the time in the world to change it's the mercy of god the long suffering of god giving you time but you don't have all the time in the world delaying repentance is rebellion god convicts you of sin the holy spirit tells you there's a, a an area of your life which needs fixing which needs correction which needs a response to god's word if you delay it it's rebellion it grieves the holy spirit it grieves the holy spirit this is a serious matter a serious matter a serious matter Holy repentance is the secret of overflow. Repentance is the secret of overflow and prosperity. You want to thrive, repent. You want to flourish in life, repent. Be quick to repent. You'll do well in life. You will do well in life if you repent. 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 rebellion leads you down the path of destruction so elimelech and his family relocated the location changed but the problems only got the problems only got worse 
the solution to the problems that you are encountering in life is never to move away from god the solution to the problems that you face in life is never say never is never is never to move away from god is never to move away from his people it is never to move away from the fold of god that is not the solution of the problems that you face now some be, I, i've heard people say i want to take time alone i want to take a break and take time alone i want to be by myself and fix the issues in my life you cannot the solution to your problems is not found in 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 isolation no the solution to your problems is not found in not found in isolation not in running away not in relocating be quick to repent that's the solution quick to repent that's the solution to your problems quick to repent do not seek to justify yourself i'm speaking to somebody this morning do not seek to justify yourself do not seek to justify yourself do not try to defend yourself oh how people try to defend themselves when they are corrected how they come up with excuses repent there's no substitute for repentance so meanwhile back in bethlehem the people repented god visited them again and god restored god restored bread say bread bread came back to the house of bread bread came back to the the house of bread but here in moab what happened the man who had the smart plan he died say he died his two sons they died leaving naomi and two young widows without any support so i'm just giving you a recap naomi decided to get back to bethlehem orpa decides to go back to her people ruth decides to stay and cling to naomi the decision that changed her life forever one decision can change your life forever one right decision can change your life one right decision she was given the choice like how lot was given the choice by abraham naomi gave the choice to orpa and to ruth alike think about think about ruth think about her response think about the choice that she made what was the choice that she made what was ruth's choice explain it to me what was ruth's choice then be tell me what was ruth's choice the way you understand when you read the scripture what do you understand what was her choice in plain simple language she decided to stay with naomi right and with her god that's right but who's naomi who's naomi describe naomi to me now she's a a poor say widow without any support without any 
help was it a lucrative choice to make for ruth what was a was it an attractive choice to make a decision to make look at nomi and see she's old doesn't have any more sons she's helpless without support without aid it's not lucrative it's not attractive the only thing attractive about naomi was that she was broken and repentant and she knew a god who was a living god the only thing that was attractive about naomi was that she knew a god who will forgive who's merciful who will gather who will restore it sure looked like a stupid decision a stupid decision a stupid decision following an old widow a stupid decision Now some of the decisions that you make might look stupid some of the decision that you made by the holy spirit might look stupid to the world it might look irrational it'll be difficult to explain the decision there's nothing lucrative about it nothing attractive about it does not make any sense money cannot justify it there's no reward in that there's no reward in that irrational but if your decision honors god can be at peace that's the only thing that you need to be concerned about is your decision honoring god is your choice honoring god the simple for ruth look at the life of ruth it was it was just this the decision that she made honored god decisions are not too complicated decisions are not too not too complicated just apply this logic does that decision honor god does that decision honor the holy spirit or does it grieve the holy spirit no naomi was a, was beautiful in the eyes of god she was beautiful in the eyes of god you know why she was lovely to behold in the eyes of god you know why because she was broken god will not overlook a contrite spirit he will not despise a broken heart and the god was beholding the beauty of this character god was beholding the beauty of this character she said i am not beautiful don't call me naomi i am not pleasant look at i am bitter call me mara i am bitter i have been struck by god because of rebellion but to god there is repentance she was lovely to behold she was blessed that's right blessed are the poor said poor in spirit 
a poor in spirit. She was poor in spirit. She went out full, but she came back empty. She came back poor. Not just in material things, but also in the spirit. She acknowledged, I've been struck by God. Blessed are those who mourn. That's right. Blessed are those who mourn. Now, what are we? Uh, see, look at this. I hope you are. I hope you are able to connect. I hope. I hope you are able to understand what the Lord is trying to tell you this morning. Now, what are we? Uh, we are studying for the Bible study. The Lord is repeating. The Lord is. The Lord is showing from the Scripture how it applies. Blessed are the poor in spirit. We can see Naomi, somebody who is poor in spirit. Blessed are those who mourn. We can see that in Naomi. Mourning, grieving for her sin, grieving about her wrong choices. Those so meek, that's right. About to inherit the earth. That's right. Ruth will flourish. Now, you are meek. Your family will flourish. If you are meek. If you are poor in the spirit, your friends will flourish. If you are mourning, repenting all the time, those around you will flourish. Your land will flourish. the The house of bread became the house of bread. Why? Because the people repented. There was mourning in the land. Maybe the Moab of your life is trying to get your attention. Maybe the Moab of your of your life is negotiating ideas with you. Is the Moab speaking to you? Are you beholding the the picture of Moab? Now, when you go to a place, when you want to relocate to a place, or you want to go for a let's say vacation, now you look at those pictures. I want to go this place. I want to go to this. I want to visit this place. This tourist spot. Like that, some of you are beholding the Moab of your life, which is distracting you from the house of bread. Moab will always distract you from the house of bread. Moab will always take you out of Bethlehem. Maybe Moab is suggesting plans to you. Now Moab can look like a great business opportunity, but it will. Do no go good to you, like Sodom and Gomorrah. It looked well watered. It was a good place to start agriculture. Lot would have thought about having farms. Sodom and Gomorrah might look well watered, high salaried, fetching great returns, but you choose to return to Bethlehem. That's where God wants you to be. God wants you to be in Bethlehem, the house of bread, the house of bread, a little town of Bethlehem. You know that Bethlehem was a little town, a small little town, an insignificant town, an insignificant town. Now, what brings significance to a place? The presence of God. You know what bring, brings significance to your life? You know what brings significance to your life? You know what brings significance to your life? 
not your skill not your fame not your followers not your good name it's the presence of god it's the presence of god the presence of god alone now you can try different things but i want to tell you one more time what brings significance to your life is the presence of god it's the presence of god you cherish the presence of god you'll do well you despise the presence of god ouch i don't want to explain that now you serve christ bethlehem is about serving christ returning to bethlehem is about serving christ god wanted somebody to be the mother of jesse god wanted somebody to be the mother of jesse who's the father of david who was the father of jesus christ orpa thought it was good for her to be back in moab more marriage proposals will come my way i'll have a lot of choice young men of moab i'm still attractive i'm still young my father will take care of the alliances i'll surely get a good husband but ruth decided to return to bethlehem say return let's read ruth chapter 1 verse 22 i thought i had finished uh, doing chapter 1 i just realized that i have not even touched chapter 1 i wanted to get into chapter 2 but i don't think i'll be able to do today verse 22 So Naomi returned and with her Ruth the Moabitess what what So Naomi returned and with her Ruth the Moabitess What is it say So Naomi returned and with her Ruth the Moabitess So who all returned Naomi and say and the bible does not say that naomi returned but the bible says naomi returned with her ruth the moabites so ruth also returned with naomi you're not getting this ruth returned with naomi it seems but i thought ruth was from moab i thought ruth was a foreigner to bethlehem it's probably the first time she's coming to bethlehem but the bible says ruth returned with naomi so return the key word of chapter 1 is return tell your neighbor return return say it strong say return return god wants you to return return change your decision return amen so naomi returned we understand that it was a return to her homeland but how can we explain the bible says and with her ruth ruth returned with naomi so ruth following the footsteps of a repentant naomi is considered by the bible as returning to the lord can you explain that The Moabites the Moabites came to Bethlehem 
for the first time in her life the bible says she was returning you know why because god saw her god saw her from the foundations of the world before she made the decision to cling to naomi god saw her before she was even born to her parents god saw her ruth was already god's choice ruth was already god's choice before we before she told that your god will be my god ruth was already god's choice before you uttered a word you were god's choice before you start playing guitar you were god's choice before you start playing drums you were god's choice before you start preaching you were god's choice when you came into the kingdom of god you were returning to him you were returning to god somebody explain this to me Ruth was only God's choice. She was her possession. You are in church this morning because God saw you before the foundations of the world were laid. Not because you look good this morning. Not because you smell good this morning. Not because you have lots of money in your pocket. Because you were seen before the foundations of the world were laid. Those whom he foreknew, he predestined. And those whom he predestined, he called. And he sanctified. and he justified and he glorified can you explain predestination explain to me i challenge you nobody in this house can explain predestination it defies human logic election by grace defies human logic it's not your smartness paul it's not your smartness it's not your linguistic abilities is not your tall stature it is not because you are born in a good family god saw you even before you were formed in your mother's womb you know you, you, you we have two mothers to be even before the baby was conceived in your womb the lord has seen the form of your babies that's right god made you he made you with a purpose in the kingdom of god now how can you live and that's why i said leave everything aside you serve christ and if you decide to serve christ on a minimal level be a bond servant some of you are not getting this okay what is that go figure it out yourself serve christ my advice to you is at a minimal level be a bond servant that's how much you owe to god what would have been ruth's address ruth the widow the young widow 
I'm sure that she would have been a, um, the talk of the town. Young widows would be the talk of the town. For sure she was a pretty woman, no doubt about it. But she was widowed, in need, in, te- in need of sustenance. Her, as- her address would have been terrible, back in, back in the land of opportunities. Praise God. God saw a feeble frame. God saw our inability to make decisions. He stepped into the scene. He woed you. He, he, he made sure that you heard the gospel. Maybe once, maybe twice, maybe thrice. I don't know how many, how many times you heard the gospel. He got your attention. And he snatched you out of the domain of darkness. And you, he brought you into the kingdom of his beloved son. You can meet Ruth in heaven and you can ask her, what made you make that choice? And she will, she will say, I don't know how to explain it. I really don't know how to explain it. Because no consultant told me about it. Nobody advised me to do it. I just knew in my heart, this was the right thing to do. And when you followed Christ, you just knew in your heart, it was the right thing to do. The gospel sounded right in your ear. Praise God for that. And you responded. Your your small brain cannot handle. I'm telling you, your small brain cannot handle how God has chosen you, how why God has called you, why God is using you. And every time I stand up here, forget standing up here. Every time I get to minister the gospel, I it defies my brain, it defies my logic, it defies my wisdom. How can God choose me? Your entry into the kingdom was no accident. Your hearing the gospel was no accident. Today I said Basil got baptized. You getting baptized was no accident. Don't think it was because somebody forced you to get baptized. But your decision to get baptized was for real. Planned by heaven. Angels rejoiced that day when you, go, when you entered the waters of baptism. You went down the waters of baptism. And you came out of it. You serving the church is not a coincidence. You think, oh, it was just happenstance. It just happened. I just happened to be in the company of some people who wanted some help. No, you serving the Lord is no coincidence. It is the call of God. The call of God. The call of God. Almost 20 years down the line, I still I don't understand. 20 years down the line, almost 20 years, I still don't understand. Why me? How? How did it happen? I cannot explain it. It was not, it was not logic. It was not sense.
God gave you the right to be called the son of God. Not by the will of man, not by the will of flesh, but by the will of the Holy Spirit. It's the will of the Holy Spirit. You are standing in the church, you being part of the church is the will of the Holy Spirit. It's the plan of God. You know what the Bible says about your salvation? It's the prudence of God at work. It was the prudence of God at work. The prudence of God at work. You got saved because God's prudence. God's prudence got you saved. Not your brilliance. Not your brilliance. Not your good looks. Now when Ruth walked into Bethlehem with Naomi, the Bible records it as Ruth's return. When you became a believer through Christ Jesus, it is recorded in heaven as the prodigal's return to his father. You're the lost son. Squandered everything. Squandered everything. Lived a licentious life. Lost everything. You never, never worthy, never deserved to be back in the house of God. But with open arms, he stood by the Son, the blood of Jesus Christ. He could access his love. Now, when you came into the kingdom by believing the gospel of Jesus Christ, it is just like how Ruth walked into Bethlehem, clinging on to Naomi. That's the Bible. See, I, I like the, the fact that the Bible uses the word, she clung on to Naomi. Just like how you have clung on to the gospel. You clung, clung on to Christ. Your entry into the kingdom is because you clung on to what you heard. That's why when you get saved, church feels like home. Because you returned. When I got saved, I still remember. It was like coming back home. That's why church is like family. That's why if you miss church, how many Sundays did you miss Sharon now? Huh? Nine months. You're feeling homesick, right? She was, she was feeling homesick. You know why? Because she, had, she was physically separated. Because church is home. This is your home. The people of God. Your family. The fold of God is where you belong. Now, as believers, we thrive and flourish by staying connected and submitted to the church. You thrive by staying connected and submitted to the church. Ruth clung to Naomi because of the love of the truth. You receive the gospel because you love the truth. The same thing. What was there in Naomi? I told you, there's nothing in Naomi to be, to, to be adored or admired. Naomi was a broken person. She was repentant. She was acknowledging her, her brokenness. The only thing about her was truth. Nothing else, truth. Salvation in Christ is a return to God. 
your makeup encourage you to stay there say stay there and if you ever find yourself straying from the gospel truth or straying from the truth return immediately one person said amen for that if you ever find yourself straying from the gospel truth or straying from the church the fold of god return immediately don't wait till the pastor comes to your home and pleads with you to come back to church return immediately do not wait for another day to return back to god you feel that you are straying away from god you feel that you are straying away from the fold of god return immediately right response return immediately repent return immediately and they came to bethlehem at the beginning of the barley harvest at the beginning of the so their return was timed by god or the harvest was timed by god to fit the return when you return to god or when you return to where god wants you to be god will announce a harvest in your life when you return to god the things of god to where god wants you to be he will announce it's time for harvest hallelujah that's right jesus said the same thing to his disciples the harvest is plenty the harvest is plenty but the laborers are few what does he saying join the team come to the lord of the harvest stay with the lord of the harvest the harvest is plenty it it means in any every direction not just in the direction of how god sees it the harvest is plenty but also in your life the harvest is plenty the laborer is worthy of his the laborer is worthy of his we sang that song today behold he comes and one of those lines said the the fields are as white in the world there it's it's all ready for harvest god is looking for laborers it's your choice you want to return to the place of harvest are you ready to harvest are you ready to reap for him are you ready to glean for him want to be a part of this harvest join the team stay there stay in the house of bread stay in the house of bread stay in the house of bread let's go now naomi was the kinsman of her husband a man of great wealth of the family of elimelech whose name was boaz and ruth the moabitess said to naomi please let me go to the field and glean among the grains the year of years of grain after one in whose sight i may find favor and she said to her go my daughter now look at this chapter 1 was very eventful we we read, read about the famine lack of bread we read about the relocation to moab we read about multiple tragedies we read about uh, the decision to come back we read about brokenness we read about return that's what chapter 1 said right are you all here that's what chapter 1 said and end of chapter 2 Chapter 2 starts by introducing Boaz the redeemer. You return you get introduced to the redeemer and to what he can do. Man, you return to the fold of God, you will see what the redeemer can do in your life. Man, 
the, the problem is no we are hesitant to return to where god wants us to return and we are not seeing any redemption in our lives we are not seeing any uh, any growth any progress you know why because you are far from the redeemer the redeemer will step in only when you have returned Naomi and Ruth had to return to Bethlehem chapter 2 starts by saying and Naomi had a distant relative by the name Boaz you know who is Boaz Boaz is the redeemer the one who's about to redeem Naomi and Ruth a type of Christ let's keep going and Ruth the Moabitess said to Naomi Please let me go to the field and glean among the ears of grain after one in whose sight I may find favor. Now I want to meet with Ruth and I want to talk to her. a lot of things I want to discuss with her concerning this one line she made. I want you to read it slowly, okay? And Ruth the Moabitess said to Naomi, Please let me go to the field and glean among the ears of grain after one in whose sight I may find favor. Who's Ruth? Young. Say young. Young. Say young. One more time. Say young. She, she, she's a woman of uh, high energy. Say high energy. She's energetic. She's hardworking. Say hardworking. Ruth is hardworking. She's a go-getter. Say go-getter. amazing traits for a woman what do you think i thought at least the men would say yes or amen i'll repeat the, those uh, characters traits one more time young say young how many of you want your wife to stay young praise god we are in the right place say energetic how many of you want your wife or your future wife to be energetic say energetic Paul how about you <laughs> Say hard working You better have a hard working wife You better have a hard working wife I'm telling you it'll make a lot of difference the way you live your life Say go get her She does not want to waste any time She understands the difficult situation that they both are in She understands the situation yes now we are hungry we don't have any savings Naomi doesn't have any connections here. She lost all her, uh, you know, all her beloved people. Nobody to support her. There's no food in the family. There's nothing uh, to place bread on the table. No income. Say no income. Now in the natural, she would take some time to get accustomed to this new land. Bethlehem is a new land for her. Correct? For any woman... it'll take a little time to get used to the land before saying something like this but look at ruth she wastes no time and she tells naomi please let me go to the field and glean among the ears of the grain after one in whose sight i might find favor she's already connected to the land she's already made the spiritual connection Say spiritual connection. Connect with wherever you are spiritually. Connect with wherever you are spiritually. And she is not waiting for uh, somebody to introduce her to some place. She didn't ask Naomi, can you uh, 
can i can you go around distributing my resume i'm good in reaping i'm good in gleaning she didn't ask any of those things she said please let me go can i go and glean among the grains the ears of grains a few things i want to take note here one she connected to the land yes spiritually but she takes naomi's permission before she went out oh you didn't see that coming you didn't see that coming ruth took the permission of naomi both are hungry say both are hungry so when you're hungry sometimes you do things which are outside of logic outside of the norm outside of the principle because you're hungry your hunger justifies your ah oh, that's what we think that our hunger can justify our actions but look at ruth she asked per, say permission say permission all the little children say permission say permission one more time dammy chrissy say permission L- listen to me okay chrissy say permission say loudly permission say permission permission ruth asked the permission from a mother a mother in law i would rather call naomi her mentor say mentor naomi was a mentor to ruth a spiritual mother it was not just a natural mother daughter relationship she was much more than that because she said your god shall be my god you know what that means i want you to mentor me i want to come under your covering your spiritual covering so so ruth takes naomi's permission before she goes out she was not merely informing say not merely informing no i i i remember this in one incident in which happened when i was working you know one time i went with the the leave uh, application to my boss and i said um, i just showed him to showed this to him and he looked at me and said leave is not just about information it's also about permission i realized a big lesson that day because basically saying before you take a leave you have to come and ask my permission so he was she was not merely informing naomi but ruth was seeking the permission not just the permission but also the blessing say blessings so that these things don't matter to us 21st century what permission what blessings who needs permission everything is possible there's no accountability there's no submission there's no requirement to seek permission there's no requirement to be to be blessed and released learn from the the word of god learn from these characters and how they just think about it a foreign girl okay a young widow she was extremely successful in a land which she had no clue about you must wonder why you must study the bible and find out why the bible will tell you why because she submitted say submitted and she sought approval say approval and she sought permission and she sought the blessings of the one who was covering her today sunday morning is when the pastor will know whether you are in church or not it is not the way i grew up 
doesn't matter pastor will have to call that side and find out okay why well, i didn't see you in church today oh is it yeah today was sunday i forgot to mention that i will not be coming to church don't be like that i'm i'm applying this to a church uh, dynamics but it applies to everything that you do in life now you where where you are covered where you are expected to be submitted to stay submitted you might be big your waist size might be 30 36 you might be tall 6 foot 2 inches doesn't matter where you need to be submitted be submitted now even in family relationships we think informing is equivalent to getting approval my dad allowed me to do this or oh, did he yes he did what did he say what did you ask him i told him about this and what did he say he didn't say anything so yeah that means he's approved it really silence is not silence is not say it loud one more time silence is not then he said silence is not approval when your dad say keeps quiet it's not you need to hear yes you can now when you take silence as approval you know what that is that's called manipulation that's called manipulation you are manipulating now after you have decided to do something what is the point in informing the person in authority over you that is not seeking approval that is say manipulation that's right you know that basil knows a thing or two about this say manipulation know your limits do not dishonor authority seek approval and blessings it matter it matters in life it matters in life the blessing of your your father your mother your leader your pastor your mentor your teacher your big brother it matters it matters ruth was not driven by hunger or desperation she was still submitted she attributed authority to naomi as a mother even as a spiritual mother and mentor she said please say please it's good to say please the bible encourages encourages us to say please say please say please together say please today the children need to be taught these things you can ask please say please one more time say please Heaven say please say it loud please oh, that's nice Ben say please <laughs> say please please let me go to the field and glean and Ruth awaits now me to say go my daughter 
She did not just say go. She said go. My. The blessings of a mother. The blessing of a parent. Go. My daughter. That's what it means. Go. I'm your mother. Go. It means many things. Go. I'll pray for you. That's what mothers do, right? Isn't that what mothers do? Pray relentlessly for, relentlessly for your children. Isn't that what mothers do? So when she said, go my daughter, she was committing herself to saying, go, I will pray for your daughter. I'm your mother. If you don't cherish those things, I don't know what things you cherish in life. You need the prayers of your parents. You need the prayers of those who are covering you. You need their blessings in life. When you get into something, when you venture into something new, ask them to pray for you. Pray over you. Pray over you. It's a good thing. It's a good, it's a, it's, it's a mark of humility. That's right. Blessed are the meek. That, there we go again. Blessed are the the gentle, that's right, they are the gentle ones. Please is a, a mark of gentleness. Please. Gentleness. I need your prayers. Can you pray for me? Today we don't need anybody's prayer. Prayer is more like a... Um, I hate to say this, but you know what it means? Just to fill in the blanks. Just please pray for me. So that the pastor will feel nice. And you'll also feel nice. That you mention the word prayer. In something extremely stupid that you're going to do. You asked prayers. But you didn't seek counsel. Pastor Prarthikane. But you don't want to know anything else. Just don't say anything. Just, just pray. So the pastor will have a lot of things to say. I'm sure. Pastor Prarthikana pastor. Unnum paranda vishay. Only prayer request. One way communication. She waited. Ruth waited till Naomi said, Go. My daughter, I will pray for you. She did not even ask prayer. She said, she waited for Naomi to say, yeah, go my daughter. My prayers, my blessings are with you. Go my daughter. I'll tell you something else about Ruth before I close. First of all, do not overlook spiritual principles in life. Do not, say do not. Do not, at no cost, overlook spiritual principles in anything that you do in life. Because God works in our lives within the framework of the principles which he has established. He will not defy his principle. He will not break, he will not breach his principles. So always honor godly order. Godly order. The godly order to everything. The godly discipline to everything. Do not be driven by desperation. Do not be driven by hunger. Do not be driven by need. Say need. Your need will not justify your disobedience. Your hunger will not, dis will not justify your disobedience. Your rashness will not be justified by any of these things. 
initiative is good but without submission it is rash and worthless and submission is an extremely underrated blessing you know that in church today submission is an extremely underrated blessedness it is blessed to be submitted to authority it is blessed to be submitted to authority it's a blessing to have somebody covering you and praying for you and correcting you now feel confident in asking please let me you must feel confident when you ask something like that please let me you know what is what this is when you say i am doing this that is information that's not seeking permission that is lack of confidence when you're only speaking like this i'm going to do this that is what giving information that you're going to do something that's not asking permission but your confidence is in please let me that is confidence are you getting this are you getting this I getting this. Please let me is a a phrase of confidence. I'm confident that I'll get the right permission. That I'll be prevented if I'm doing a stupid thing. I'm confident in the in the midst of godly counselors there's safety. That's what the Bible says. Deuteronomy 23 verse 3 can we have it on the screen Deuteronomy 23 and verse 3 No Ammonite or Moabite shall enter the assembly of the Lord none of the descendants even to the 10th generation shall ever enter the assembly of the Lord that's the law But Grace said she can Grace said she can election by grace nobody can refute nobody can refuse nobody can change nobody can overturn fantastic how the scripture is full of glorious things for 10 generations they're not allowed to be in the assembly Now here is somebody who's come back and straight she's entering into the the house of bread please let me go to the field and glean among the ears of grain after one in whose sight i may find favor okay she did not finish off by saying look at this very important she did not finish off by saying please let me go to the field and glean among the ears of grain full stop no she did not complete a sentence by like, like that she did not say i'm i'm going to please let me go and glean no she said please let me go to the field and glean among the ears of grain after one in whose sight i may find favor you know what that is you know what that is there is faith there is faith She did not tell her mother-in-law, "Okay, please let me go. Uh, I'm going to give it a try. I don't know whether it'll work. It might not work today. I might, I might not get anything." That's how we speak 
when we make decisions, we speak like this. I'm going to try this out. But I don't know whether it will fetch results. You already cancelled favour in your life. With the wrong words. You know that? You can speak the wrong thing and cancel out favour. But you can speak the right thing and attract favour. You're not getting this. The reason why some of you are still gleaning for years without any progress. You are still gleaning, dependent on somebody's spillover. You know why? Because you're cancelling out the favour that should have made you the owner of the land in which you gleaned. Not getting this. Or are you thinking? Oh, that's right. She spoke in faith. She was submitted. She spoke in faith. I may find favor. I'm going. Please let me go. That I may find favor. She was sure that she will find favor. She was basically telling her mother-in-law, if you let me go, please let me go. If you let me go, I will find favor. Be like little children. Talk big. Talk faith. Talk favor. Stop talking unbelief. Feed faith. Speak faith. Do not cancel a favor by speaking wrong. Do not cancel favor by speaking wrong. Cancel unbelief by speaking faith. Attract favor by speaking the right words. So she departed and went and gleaned in the field after the reapers and she happened to come to the portion of the field belonging to Boaz. And she, and she, and she, you're not responding, that's why I'm taking long. And she, and she, and she, she happened to come. You mean by chance? By chance, she happened to come to the portion of the field which belonged to a person by the name. If you're submitted, if you speak faith, if you seek permission and blessings, your footsteps will lead you to the right place. You will end up in the right field. You will end up in the right company. You will end up under the right person. But you have to be submitted. You have to seek the approval and the permission and the blessing. And you have to speak faith. A deadly combination. Amazing combination. Hallelujah. Let's close. Thank you, Father, for teaching us from the life of Ruth. There's four, five chapters that we have in the Bible. Is filled with the glory of God. Lessons for life. Wellspring of wisdom it is. Things that we can apply to our everyday living. We read that Ruth returned to Bethlehem. 
Thank you, Lord, that each of us can say that we've returned to our maker. We've returned to our father. Help us to stay in this place. Repentant. Never wanting to stray. Never wanting to go away. But in this place of favor, unlimited favor, increase and in progress, help us to stay submitted, seeking the blessings and the prayers of godly people. Cause us to speak faith in line with your word. Lord, show us areas that we've canceled Lord favor by speaking wrong. Lord, I want you to make this prayer. I want you to make this prayer today. Ask the Lord to show you areas which have canceled out favor because you spoke contrary to God's word. You spoke any way you wanted. God wants to restore those areas as areas of favor. Choose to speak right. Speak right. Speak with reverence. Speak with reverence. Speak with humility, says the Lord. Speak with submission. Cherish your blessings. Cherish your covering. Cherish your planting. The ones who nourish you. Thank you, Jesus. Come into your people in your hands, Father. Thank you, Lord. Let your word do miracles in our lives. We receive. We receive. We receive. We receive the harvest. We receive the harvest. We receive it in submission. We receive it. In faith, we receive it. Have your way in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hello, this is Nisha Dilip Koshi. I'm sure this podcast has blessed you. Do subscribe to our channel for more messages and follow us on social media to stay connected. May God bless you.